Hey everyone, it's Jeremiah with Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. And I'm home today, sort of under the weather, and also I have a sick baby here with me, so you might hear her join the show as well. But in the words of Rebecca Black, it's Friday. So um, what it's happens to be what will you play Friday so sound off today tell us what you're playing over the weekend I've got some games that I'd like to get on the table this weekend from uh, still in the in the pile from Gen Con things like Mythe from Passport Game Studio and Vengeance from uh, Greenbrier Games so uh, which brings up an idea for a topic that I had Vengeance isn't necessarily licensed it's not franchised after any movie or genre of or i guess well it is after a genre movie but it's not any particular actual movie but greenbrier kind of markets it as a kill bill of of games or a uh, john wick of games if you will so it's you're out to get vengeance something's been done to you you've been wronged and you're you're busting into some boss's lair to kill a bunch of dudes and finally kill the final dude. Yeah, it sounds exciting, doesn't it? But uh, so I wanted to I wanted to throw that out to you. I know there's I mean there's science fiction, there's fantasy that's all around us. But is there any other type of movie that you would like to see in board game format? Not necessarily just uh, a particularly licensed game or movie that is turned into a game all right well i'm going to call it a segment thanks for joining us here on board games fm you want to say goodbye i'm jeremiah and we'll talk to you next time hey everybody welcome back to board games fm powered by theology of games and um, i just want to talk about what i might be playing this friday i don't have anything set in stone yet But uh, if I don't play it tonight, I will play it sometime this weekend, probably. I'm looking for a Euro game. A game that um, is more uh, complex than some of the lightweight games that I play with my family sometimes. And so I have a couple ideas, and um, I'm just not sure where I'm going to fall yet on that game specifically. Um, One of the games I have in mind is Bora Bora by Steffenfeld. It's a game that is probably one of the hardest Euros that um, I own. I feel like it's insanely difficult with all the iconology, iconography, there it is, iconography, and just trying to say, okay, so wait a minute, what does that tile do? What does that piece of jewelry do? But I want something a little heavier this week, so it might be Bora Bora. I always like playing Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is one of my favorite Euros. I feel like it stands the test of time. I know it's older. I know it's not pretty to look at, but (laughs) it's so much fun, and it's such a well-designed game that I might let that hit the table this week. Another Steffenfeld that I'm interested in playing, haven't played it for a while, is Castles of Burgundy. I got the Meeple Realty insert for this, and um, it is so cool. It makes the game 10 times easier to set up, 10 times quicker to play, and uh, just the game maintenance that was there before is not with the Meeple Realty insert. It gives you four little dice towers to keep all your pieces in for each player, and uh, you can roll your dice in them if you want to. I don't know why you would need to roll three simple little dice in there. 
or is it two? Oh gosh, it's been a long time since I played it. Um, and then they give you a nice insert to hold all the tiles in, in their specific uh, places so that you can draw them when you need to draw them. So Castles of Burgundy might be it. And finally, the last Euro that I really am dying to play is um, Orleans. Orleans has got to be one of my favorite worker placement slash Euro games out there. I absolutely love this game. I love having your own player board and doing some things on that player board that are going to help you um, do things on the on the main board. And I just I think it's a fantastic game. It's one of my favorite newer Euros. That's a TMG game. Now it's been out for several years now, but it's one of my favorite newer ones. So I don't know what I'm going to get to the table this week. I'm excited about a Euro. I just don't know which one yet. What are you excited about? What are you playing this week? We'd love to hear. Call in and uh, let us know. As always, check us out at TheologyOfGames.com. Hey, Board Games FM. Thorsten Kipton from the Be Afraid Podcast. Today, this Friday, I'm going to be playing Dungeons & Dragons. But there have been sessions where the GM or the DM will bring in board games from outside Dungeons & Dragons. It could be anything from chess to... Uh, something that's much faster, like a hand of poker or two, or quote-unquote roulette, but played with a 20-sided die. Uh, you can even play games like we didn't playtest play this if the GM brings in like a crazy old zany character or something like that. But in any case, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to see the metagaming in there and just mixing in the fun. Welcome back to Board Games FM. This is AJ. And if you've been listening recently, you've heard that um, the uh, Be Afraid broadcast called in, talked about what they were going to play tonight, and that is Dungeons and & Dragons. And uh, it was stated that a lot of times the DM would bring in other games within the games that would, uh, the way that it sounded was, would surprise the heroes maybe, and um, they might have to be, perhaps they're in a tavern, and uh, they're called on to play a hand of, of poker or something. That's the way that I heard it. And um, I just think that is a fantastic idea. Incredibly creative and um, just taking the gaming experience to the next level, a game within a game. Now I've heard a lot of people will have um, transition games that they play between games that are like uh, silly little, um, dice rolling games while they're setting up a new game to get ready for it during their game night. But to have that game within a game is really, really cool. I've seen it done in other games before. I know that um, there was a game by Mr. B Games called Spurs. And uh, honestly, I did not care for the game too much as a whole, but th there was something interesting about it. You were, you were these uh, outlaws and there were the good guys too, the sheriffs trying to catch outlaws, and so like that was the main theme of the game. But there was like this little rodeo corral miniature game inside it that you could play, that would kind of help advance your game. But it was it was a whole different game inside the game, and um, it was just something kind of neat. I had never seen it before, and I know there's other games that do it, but um, I'm just not really aware or sure of what those are off the top of my head. But hey, maybe you are. So uh, thanks for bringing that up, Be, Be Afraid Broadcasting. We love that. Um, it's a great idea, a great 
uh, kind of way to experience just a little bit more when you're gaming. If you can think of any more of those Game Within a Games, please uh, call in and let us know because I'm really intrigued by that and I just don't know any off the top of my head other than Spurs. So I'd love to hear more. That's very unique and very clever. I liked it. As always, check us out at TheologyOfGames.com. Hey all, Josh here for Board Games FM powered by Theology of Games. So what am I going to play on Friday? Well, I'm getting a group of four people together, my girlfriend, my girlfriend's brother, and her sister-in-law, and we're going to play Professor Evil in the Citadel of Time. AJ, Jeremiah, and I played this the other night, and we had a blast. And as soon as we were done, I asked Jeremiah to borrow the game so I could play it with his group. Natalie and I have been playing games pretty much since we started dating. She knows it's an interest of mine. She's not the gamer type at all, but does enjoy to play games, casual games, even a little bit beyond casual. And we've been playing more interesting things as as time has gone on, and she's kind of gotten into some of the games that I like. Play a lot of games with AJ and his wife, Rachel, um, which has been a lot of fun. And her family's been kind of getting into some casual games that I've been introducing them to, Wordsy, New York Slice, Wits and Wagers, just simple stuff. But um, when I heard that her brother and her sister-in-law wanted to get together with us, I I immediately thought about this game um, as I was playing because it's just so much fun. And it's a co-op game, which I'd really like to introduce them to because I think they're really gonna enjoy working together. The other great thing about this game is the theme. It just, I don't know, I think it speaks to a lot of people just because it kind of reminds you of Clue because you're moving around a building and trying to accomplish different goals. Now, you're not trying to figure out a mystery, you're trying to work against the professor, but it kind of has that feel like I'm going to move from room to room and we're going to try to uh, figure this out together, which is really, really great. The other thing, um, as far as the theme goes, it just has that kind of noir slash steampunk movie type feel. The artwork is great. So it's easy to look at and easy to latch onto. It all makes sense, um, which is really, really nice as well. <clears throat> the gameplay is great. Um, it was difficult enough to make it interesting, but not so hard that it would turn um, kind of newer slash casual gamers off. So a little bit about the game, Professor Evil and the Citadel of Time. You're a team moving around the Citadel trying to pick up the treasures before the professor can. And he is moving from room to room, kind of messing up everything that you're trying to do. So there's doors that you have to move through and you've got to unlock them to get through doors. And you've got to flip switches and activate certain switches to get certain treasures. And as you're doing that, he's moving around and trying to muck up the works and make it that much harder for you. He's also kicking you out of the Citadel. When he moves into a room with you, you're, you've got to leave and try to figure out a way to come back or come back in on your next turn. So the professor is moving all around, messing stuff up. You as a team of two, three, or four are moving around and trying to get things accomplished. And there's a lot more to it, which you can find out on Board Game Geek um, or from the publisher's website. But it was just a great, great game and it was so much fun and he kind of fell under the pressure. Um, so I'm really excited to introduce it to the three of them tonight. One of the other things I'm excited to do is kind of set the mood. Um, when we played Wits and Wages with them the last time, they were really into like us treating it like a casino and us being like dealers and making a big deal about 
um, what our guesses were and what our bids were and stuff like that. So I plan to get some music going tonight. Maybe if we can dim the lights a little bit and make it feel like we're in one of the rooms of the Citadel um, as we move around. So really excited for that, which kind of makes me ask a question. How do you set the mood for game nights? Do you just pull out a game, turn the lights up and get going? Does it depend on the group? Do you get some music going? Do you get some, do you put a movie on? Um, what do you do to set the mood for your game night? I think that's a really interesting thing to talk about, especially with new gamers. So what do you do to set the mood to kind of draw them into the idea of the game more? So leave a message, um, give us a call in, whatever it may be to let us know if you have thoughts about Professor Evil and the Citadel of Time, how do you set the mood for your game nights? And of course, what are you gonna play tonight? Have a great night, have a great weekend. This has been Josh for Board Games FM powered by Theology of Games.